You're listening to Environmentally Speaking, a weekly podcast diving into legal matters surrounding the environment, public utilities, energy, zoning, and permitting laws in Rhode Island and the surrounding areas with your host, Marissa Desitel. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Environmentally Speaking. Hi, everybody. I'm Marissa Desitel, an environmental attorney. And I'm Clarice. I'm coming in with questions, comments, topics. And this week, we're talking about awards. It's not award season, but it is award season in apparently the clean energy space. It is. And we are a little bit behind in talking about this topic because I believe that the state of Rhode Island went through its clean energy award process in May. Mm -hmm. But there, in our defense, there were timely topics that we thought we should talk about first. Now that those are behind us, it's not like the clean energy awards were going anywhere, but we feel it, it, it is a good time to let our listeners know that the state of Rhode Island is very active in the clean energy industry in policy, pushing forward its own initiatives and recognizing entities in Rhode Island that are at the front of moving forward with clean energy projects. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. And um, specifically, this is awards across the public sector. Um, and this is what do you mean by public sector? So versus private? Yes. And my interpretation of that is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this isn't like somebody's private business. Okay. Um, They're not getting an award for their clean energy, though, you know, not to say that they shouldn't be making moves towards clean energy, but this award is just in this department and, and recognizing these public sector sort of I'm going to say organizations and institutions. And it looks like the public sector includes municipalities, school departments, yeah, state police and uh utility districts. Yep. Those are the the big categories that we're seeing, which I thought was interesting that there's a category for whole municipality. <laughs> whole as opposed to uh, just a, a portion of one. Well, I just didn't think that, you know, there could be an award that big, like which municipality did well overall. I don't know. I, in my mind, it went smaller. Like I could see a school or a public works department or um, I guess an entity of local government, but the whole municipality, it felt very big to me. Oh, I see what you're saying. The municipality undertook comprehensive yeah um energy efficiency projects throughout the entire jurisdiction okay that makes sense well since we're talking about municipalities let's start with i that love it. as the first category what do we have so we have north kingstown as the oh winner. yeah north kingstown yes <laughs> <laughs> what did they and, do and like you said they kind of did an overall approach they implemented um reading the uh this announcement with the breakdown of the awards was sent in an email and we'll put some of the details in the show notes, but reading off of that and pulling out some of the notes, um, 
it looks like one of the major initiatives, and this is going to be such a, it sounds like such a small thing to do, but such a big impact, converting all the streetlights to LEDs and making major upgrades to all the historic um, town halls or to the major upgrades to the historic town hall. Because there's only one. Yep, including the HVAC system, temperature controls, low emissivity. I don't think I've ever heard emissivity. Emissivity. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it it means low emission. Yeah, I've heard low emission. Yeah. Um, But yeah, replacing the windows. Essentially, they took the town hall, made it much more energy efficient, focused on conservation of energy in that sense. Um, Oh, they installed EV charging stations at the golf course. <laughs> I didn't yeah. finish the sentence. <laughs> yeah. So a um, couple of interesting points there, I think, is that the North Kingstown Town Hall was built in 1884. <clears throat> so they made energy efficiency upgrades to a building built in 1884. I'm sure that was not easy. Uh, historic buildings and if you have an historic home you know that nothing is (laughs) nothing is um uh new duh but also things are slightly canted the floors are crooked the windows leak so to to go in and make energy efficiency upgrades is pretty remarkable and i'm sure took a lot of time and money to figure out and I like that the, what you just said about the EV charging stations, these are, if you have an electric vehicle, you're always looking to see where you can get your car charged. And it seems like North Kingstown decided to put these charging stations in at their municipal golf course because it's so popular. It's, mm-hmm. There's a lot of foot traffic and car traffic that goes in and out of there. So I, I think that that was a pretty smart move. Absolutely. Nice job, North Kingstown. Yes. I am seeing more and more of the EV charging stations specifically in Rhode Island. So that's exciting yeah. to see pop yep. up. All right. Very what's happy the next, about that. What's next, the next one? We've got sure. public schools, the Jamestown School Department. Nice. So they've what implemented they a variety of projects throughout the year. The first one was two solar array, arrays um, and a carport solar canopy. At the elementary Ooh, school. Nice. Very cool. Um, there's another solar array, array. I can't say array today. Yeah, you're like struggling with the words. <laughs> Reading's not my talent. <laughs> A Another solar array at the middle school. And wow, this project is going to offset 84% of the electricity for the school district annually. Making wow. the Jamestown School Department the first district in the state to achieve this renewal, uh, renewable energy benchmark. That's very, very cool. Solar arrays and carport solar canopies for those folks that are not familiar are passive renewable energy infrastructure that require startup or construction costs and then generate electricity for both the site on which it's located and can also transfer that energy to the grid for 
another off taker or for the utility itself. It's an excellent passive type of renewable energy project that in this case didn't require the clear cutting of existing forest or other natural resource. So I, I think that's great. Putting solar on the rooftop, putting solar mm-hmm. on a carport, mm-hmm. both excellent projects. And I'm wondering too, if, I mean, this, this piece doesn't say it, but there's gotta be even some small perk of if there wasn't already a carport there, if it was an open parking lot and they turned it into a port because of it, that's yep. gotta be nice too. Your car's going to yeah. stay dry. You're not walking in the rain Yep. and you've and got a structure that's going to collect passive energy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool and benefit. it keeps the cars cooler. So when yeah. you're getting into the car at the end of the day, you're not using as much air conditioning, which is good. What a great, I love this. Go to Wait, and they did one more thing where they updated their ventilation systems. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good catch. Yep. Yeah. Um, goal of that was healthier indoor air quality and um, obviously improving the the comfort and health for the students and faculty. So imagine that the comfort and health of students and faculty. I love it. Excellent. That's such, oh, I love that project. That one's cool. Yep. yep. Um, okay, thirdly, we've got the Rhode Island State Police Department. Yes, this the winner of is is qualified agency. as state agency. So that's the that's the category we're talking about. Yeah, so this one was a collaboration. Um, it was the RI um, State Police collaborating with RI Office of Energy Resources and the Rhode Island Division of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance. I've never heard of that division by the way, capital asset management and maintenance. And I have been in state government for a very long time. I'd be curious to see what that division is. But anyway, go ahead. It's a lengthy title too. I've never heard of them either. Um, They completed a same thing, similar to um, North Kingstown, comprehensive lighting, uh, comprehensive lighting controls retrofit at the RI. Um, state police public safety complex. And I think that's in, is that in Providence? It doesn't say, but I, I think so. Okay. If, uh, it looks like everything is now LED. Um, it's going to save the state over $45,000 a year. In just, energy costs, just, right? Just in lights. Yeah. Um. Wow. Again, the agency also upgraded the HVAC system with a heat pump installed installation at the barracks, um, drastically improving the comfort, efficiency, and operations. Um, The project's energy savings are estimated to result in nearly 200,000 pounds of avoided CO2 per year, taking taking another substantial step. That's, that's a lot of pounds. Yeah, I'm always um, unsure of when they're talking about avoided carbon dioxide emissions, yeah, what the talk. relative contribution is. Like, I, I don't know what other state police facilities are emitting, so it's tough to... 
not get excited because getting excited about energy efficiency is kind of geeky, but um, it's, it's tough to know 200,000 pounds sounds like a lot, but compared to what this, what other facilities are emitting, I I don't know. I can't give you any kind of feedback on that. Mm, That's a good point. It got an award. So let's just assume that it's a, a substantial amount of avoidance. Here's, Here's a question you may not have the answer to. How is something like that tracked? Yeah, that's what I mean. I have no idea. Oh, no, no. But I mean, in general, is there a way to to measure admittance of that? Is that something that's like consistently done? I don't know. I know. I know the the Clean Air Act requires monitoring of uh, air emissions at certain types of facilities commercial and industrial process facilities have an actual stack that you can go out and and DEM will do its own testing and it also requires the facility to do testing and submit the results to DEM for review. But in terms of a state police facility or barracks or training facility, I don't, they don't have a discrete type of emissions conveyance. I don't think maybe they do that, that uh, annual emissions testing is required for, but maybe Hmm. they do. Maybe I'm just ignorant on this. Either way, I think even just between the HVAC, the LEDs, it's, it's some great first steps. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that they're doing it. I love the fact that they they thought about it. It sounds like they did some, like we said before, collaborations with these, um, with the energy, with the office of energy resources, um, to think about what could we do and, and they got a plan in place. So I'm happy to see it. Yeah. And I, I just as a, a soapbox statement here, I'm, I'm such a supporter of our first responders, police fire. And I, I, um, I think it's, wonderful that someone within that sector got involved with energy efficiency because Mm -hmm. those um, sectors, public sectors are busy saving our (laughs) lives every day and putting their own lives on the line. And I think it's very telling and a sign of our time that even industry like that is putting aside time and resources to invest in energy efficiency. Love it. And who knows, hopefully the, the HVAC and the, the insulation will maybe make it an easier day, a warmer day, <laughs> a comfier day. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to be easier, No, but it just, it, you know, some small creature comfort. So yep. I don't know, good things all around from them. This next category. I'm very excited about this next category. You want me to say it because you know I don't know how to say it. What? This is the public sector entity. And I don't know how to oh. say the winner's name. Come on, try it. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Our dear Rhodey listeners, uh, now is the time to confess. I am not a Rhode Island native. Ooh. Askowook? Ooh, that was close. Yes. So the G, the G is kind of silent. I've always said it, Pasco. Pasco, okay. Yeah. 
All right. The passcode. I, I did live in Harrisville for a short amount of time. And so I feel qualified to say that it is pronounced Pasco. All right. Um, Listeners, I need you to write in. Is she setting me up? <laughs> <laughs> the Pasco Utility District. Uh, the reason that I'm excited about this category of award is because they moved forward with installing a battery storage system. What the hell is a battery storage system? A Tupperware. <sighs> True. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not wrong, but in this case, a battery storage system is an extremely important type of project because in Rhode Island, we are marching forward with trying to get to a uh, fossil fuel independence and the governor signed an, the act on climate which which gets us to a certain percentage of uh, relying on only renewable energy sources by a certain deadline part of the or excuse me one of the issues associated with reaching that goal is Rhode Island does not have a battery storage infrastructure built planned or even in in an infancy type of stage we're just not there yet the Rhode Island legislature this week ended its 2023 legislative session and the battery storage issue came up, but it was not, it was not solved. It was not, uh, there were no bills that came out of the session to address battery storage. And it's a, it's a huge problem because we've got all of these renewable energy projects that are generating energy and there, there is, um, a good off-taking situation that's been set up where renewable energy is actually being used or sent back to the grid, but there is some energy being generated that is wasted. It goes nowhere. There are no off-takers for it. The grid mm -hmm. can only handle so much electricity generated. The rest of it goes nowhere. And it's it's not a detriment to the environment, but it is it's wasted. And if if there could be a storage infrastructure set up, then we could further our goal of using renewable energy even more. So it it, it would assist in getting the state to the the renewable energy goal that's included in the Act on Climate. That was a very long-winded explanation of why I'm excited, but I felt it was necessary because the public sector entity award went to this utility district that took it upon itself to install a 30 megawatt battery storage system, which will help avoid over $6 million in large transmission upgrade costs. They essentially built a system on their property that that has the ability to store electricity generated that they can use at a later date. That's okay. That's really cool. I get why you're Very excited cool. now. Yeah. Now, yep. here's a question: Does stored energy eventually have an expiration date? How long can you keep it stored? That's a great question. I don't know. 
Ooh. And thank God there are people out there much smarter than me that are figuring that out. This project um, partnered with a storage company called, oh God, no, here we go with me trying to pronounce things. Agilitas Energy. Is that? I'd go with that. Agilitas? Yeah. Agilitas Energy. Okay. They partnered with the Office of Energy Resources as well to create the battery storage system and the Pasco Utility District availed itself of the Rhode Island Infrastructure Bank's financing. For those of you that don't know, there's an entity called the Rhode Island Infrastructure Bank, which assists with providing financing mm -hmm. for projects here in Rhode Island. So that was a good partnership. Um, there was a grant involved as well with the Office of Energy Resources. So it looks like the Pasco Utility, Utility District had to do a, a lot of work on the financing end between the Infrastructure Bank and OER. Great project. That's exciting. Well, hopefully this kind of kicks off more of these. Yeah, agree. This becomes a thing in other districts. Nice. And those are, yeah, those are our big winners. After that, there are some honorable mentions in all of the categories, but uh, congrats to, to everybody for thinking what are things that they could change now to, to improve everything else for tomorrow. I love it. Me too. Hey, no bad news today. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was, I was really holding my breath. I was waiting for you to be like, well, I did read this thing. No, no, I'm going <laughs> to keep that inside. I'm just going to bury it deep, deep down inside. Oh, well, stay tuned next week, folks. Who knows? We may find something's endangered. Oh, don't get on, me started. On that note, guys, <laughs> have a great weekend. If you have any questions, comments, topics, um, what are some adjustments that you guys have done in your homes? Are there any small things that you've done to be more energy efficient or eco-friendly. I actually, that's a good one. I want to put that up on our Instagram. What are some tweaks and changes that you're doing? Um, I'd love to hear them, send them in. I kind of want to, if we can read them next week or the week after, I think that'd be really cool to share with the audience. That'd be fun. And maybe tips that you're doing could help somebody else make adjustments and we yeah. can all inspire each other. Yep. Um, hit us up on social media. We are at Desatel Law on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, if you want to watch our videos, they are up on YouTube. Uh, if you want to email us, it is help at desateliesq.com. And with that, I've nailed the outro. You guys have a great week. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Environmentally Speaking. If you're in need of an environmental attorney, we are here to help. Call us at 401 401- 477-0023 or visit our website at www.desatellaw.com. That's www.desatellaw.com.